The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode. And before we start this episode, I want to encourage all our listeners to please subscribe and rate our channel. We definitely appreciate that. Also, feel free to give us feedback. Like I said, all three of those things, we definitely appreciate it. I just want to start the show off and let you guys know. And um, here's another episode. I hope you all enjoy it. On the way to the top floor. I ain't selling out, though, but I'm on the way. Got a lot of real must motivate. Hold all the moves, I'm going to put in play. On the way. On the way, on the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next till I'm on the way. You ain't take risks cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way, on the way. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I'm your host Xavier Miller. Uh, my co-host D. She'll she'll be coming on later on the show. But today we got a very super, super dope episode, man. I, I've been uh, super excited to have this episode, talk, talk about some real game with some with some real people that I genuinely mess with. And uh, we got we got Josh. Y'all already know Josh. He's from uh, episode 29 on the Men in Mindset podcast. He's back on for this episode. We got Ahmad Ingram. He's a real estate investor, entrepreneur. And we also got Christian Grant, a.k.a. I call her KG. And uh, she's a she 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 put she put she put pretty much put us three together by default, not even like intentionally about like the uh, Detroit meetup that we had, and we got all three of them here today. So what's up, y'all? Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm super excited, man. I'm super excited. So the first the first question I always ask our guests, and I'm gonna go like one by one. I'm gonna start with you, uh, KG. So like. What was the start to you doing all the things you're doing now with all the real estate, all the business and stuff you're doing? What was the start to that? Um, so I'm pretty new to investing in real estate, but mm-hmm. I've been wanting to do it for a really long time. As soon as I graduated from college, I wanted to jump into the market, um, but I didn't have a lot of cash on hand. So I became an entrepreneur first and, uh, really just been gearing up for this year i had um a bunch of plans about how i wanted to invest in this year and it's just been falling in place the meetup was a part of that plan and it um went better than i could have expected yeah the meetup the meetup was, was super dope man we gonna go and we gonna go deeper into that so same question to you Ahmad. like what was the start to you doing things you're doing now um well i'm fairly new to uh real estate is always something i've always wanted to get into um, just my journey was a little different than I guess the average. Um, didn't graduate from college. Um, I went to college a little bit, uh, working odd and end jobs just to, you know, make ends meet. 
Um, but I started working for a moving company at a young age, and that just really opened my eyes up to the other side of things, how people are living, you know, to really just see that there's other ways out here to really get money. Um, and honestly, most of the people that, you know, were really wealthy, their common answer was, you know, I got rich on real estate. I got wealthy on real estate. So that really just opened my eyes up to really, you know, like, man, I, I need to take a different avenue than, you know, maybe taking a traditional route and listening to what everybody else has to say. You know, really just all about, honestly, following your dreams and, um, you know, maybe not doing things such a traditional way don't necessarily mean you're doing something wrong, you know, but just believe in yourself and follow your dreams. I honestly feel like, you know, everybody is going to get so much further in life doing that. Um, but, I mean, I'm excited about this new journey. Um, I mean, we, everybody's got to honestly fail forward. Right. You know, it's a new industry for everybody, you know, but the best learner, you know, is, I mean, I guess experience, trial and error, so... That's really just a little bit about me. Um, I used to work in the private security industry, and that's really it. I do real estate full time now. A um, couple other endeavors um, that I have going on. Um, don't want to spill those beans just yet. Right, yeah. right, right. But yeah, but other than that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I love that man. And for those who don't know, me and Ahmad, we went to high school together. I was like three grades ahead of him, and like. With us connecting at the Detroit meetup was like my first, our first time seeing each other since, since like 2011. So that just goes to show how powerful like social media is with reconnecting people or initially connecting people. But uh, same question to you, Josh. Even though, even though for the people who haven't heard the the prior episode you was on, same question to you. Yep, yep. So uh, my background is in like personal finance and investments. The way that I was able to kind of step my foot into real estate, um, you know, I came up, I came up, uh, I grew up around my grandfather. He was a big real estate investor in Baltimore. But as far as myself, uh, it just happened, uh, you know, kind of connecting with you, Xavier, Ahmad, you know, Christian, and similar people like you all, you know, via social media. And just seeing the opportunities um, that presented themselves. Like, I look at real estate in the different markets and real estate, kind of like the different sectors in, you know, the stock market. So, like, when you have, you know, different markets like Detroit, you know, Baltimore, et cetera, et cetera, you know, I look at that, like, different sectors in the stock market. That's what I was helping involve them. But then I seen how I could diversify my assets and put some things into real estate. So, you know, the stock market may not be doing so well. You know, if you got some rental income, things of that nature, or maybe some wholesales, you know, you can still create capital from that. And I, it was one thing that really caught my eye was uh, I saw a quote that said, real estate is the number one wealth creator. Um, so that is the, like, you know, drew, drew my attention. I'm like, all right, let me go ahead and study this a little bit, connect with people, you know, who are, you know, more knowledgeable of it like me. Um, mm. And yeah, that's we here, we here today. We here today, and and let me shout out uh, Reggie, our our four partner with four brothers, our new company or whatever. And let me shout him out. He couldn't make it on the show today. Let me shout him out real quick. That he ain't forgotten. We gonna hold it down for him. And uh, yeah, yeah. and speaking of Detroit, like I know this is like something major, a major topic I want to talk about in this episode. With we know how a lot of people is trying to what not not just us for trying to put our dollars in Detroit and pretty much rebuild it, but. Even before that, 
with KG, you the one that initiated the meetup and you put like all this together for us to even do what we doing now. So what was like, what made you want to hold the meetup in Detroit? And I seen you kind of discuss it a little bit on Twitter, but uh, you could just go over the whole story on the show. Yeah, so I'm from Michigan. I live about two hours away from Detroit. And um, I've always just loved Detroit. Detroit has always been a super dope city to me. I grew up in a time where Detroit was thriving. Um, the people who were running the city and running business and making money looked like me. So to see Detroit for the past 10 years be in the media as if it's like this like war zone or you know make have people make jokes and compare Detroit to a third world country like that broke my heart because like I know what Detroit is I know the people who are there you know what I'm saying like we talk about people being crazy talented and creative and being some hustlers like that's what Detroit is made of and so um I've you know since I graduated from high school I've always just been like I'm going back to Detroit and like I'm going to invest my time and my resources there. Um, so I've been talking to people who I knew, you know, like people who live in the city, who grew up there their whole life and really saying like, let's do this. And I wasn't getting a lot of traction. So um, when I kind of jumped into REI Twitter, I'm like, okay, these are the kind of people that I need to bring to the city. And a lot of the people I was talking to have never been to Detroit. So for my thing is, I didn't want a bunch of people who were like, yeah, let's go get over on the people in Detroit. Let's act like we better than everybody there. Like, that's not the type of people that I wanted. I wanted people who came to the city and saw, like, how dope it was and just wanted to be a part of that. Um, so there were some people who reached out to me and like, yeah, I heard Detroit is terrible. I heard that I can get things for cheap, like blah, blah, blah. Like, those not the kind of vibe that I wanted. So um, I wanted to bring people to the city and kind of basically sit back and watch the reaction. Like, I wanted to um, give you guys a view, like when we brought Mark from the Detroit Economic Growth Corporation, I really liked the way that he talked about Detroit to us. He didn't talk to us like from a deficit mindset. You know, he acknowledged that Detroit had issues, but he, he told us what got us there. Um, and then he told us, you know, the city came back stronger than ever. Like, yeah, we were in bankruptcy, but we left bankruptcy with over a billion dollars. You know, like he set it up like if we invest in Detroit, it's a privilege. And I really love that, you know, because um, it let us know the opportunity that's really sitting in front of us. And um, what was even better is the way that everybody in the group responded. Like y'all were... Y'all were like, oh, my gosh, I never knew Detroit was this dope. I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Not like not like it was some hellhole that needed saving because that's not what Detroit is. That's super dope, man. And you and you spoke on you spoke on uh, real estate Twitter or whatever. So my question this to, this to all y'all, like how? Because I feel like some people. They still underestimate the power of social media. They like I talked to about Twitter to some people. They look at it as like, oh, you, social media, like you know what I'm saying. So how powerful do y'all think these platforms is now, and how is it helping y'all? Feel free, anybody. My life. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, um, honestly, um, Twitter. I never looked at it as a platform to get on and make money ever. I never in a million years would have thought I would be on Twitter connecting with people making money on Twitter and just really honestly changing my whole trajectory of, of life, you know, through a platform that was free, obviously. Um, I mean, social media is definitely what you make it. You could be on there talking about some, you know, you getting flown out to different cities and 
you know, uh, just bragging about, I mean, BS, honestly, you know, or you can get on there and connect with people, especially Instagram. I mean, those are two platforms that you can literally set your whole life up on. You can talk to people with the click of a button. I mean, and I just feel like that's, I, I, we, we might take advantage of that, I really feel like, especially people in our generation, because back in the day, I mean, you honestly, you have to know somebody. You still, it's, it's what you, it's not what you know, it's who you know nowadays, but everything can be searched upon a hashtag. Search a hashtag, and it, everything in this world is going to pop up. You could be connected to millions of people from a click of a button. I mean, and I just feel like having that ability is, I mean, that's that's priceless. You can't even put a price on that. You know, and I feel like sooner or later, just like Gary Vee talks about all the time, I'm a really huge fan of him. But he says sooner or later, social media is not going to be free. When these bigger companies get on here mm-hmm. and, you know, these big Fortune 500 companies start running their ass through social media and really dumping the millions that they dump into the traditional marketing, when they start dumping that into social media, all these prices are going to go up. And regular small businesses like me and you, we're not going to be able to fucking afford this stuff. I mean, excuse my, excuse my language. <laughs> no, nah, you good, bro. You good. We're not going to be able to afford it anymore. So it's going to be like, I mean, we might as well hop on a bandwagon while we can connect with as many people as you can. Because, I mean, honestly, yes, we don't know. I mean, it's technology. It can crash tomorrow. You know, so, I mean, I honestly feel like as a whole, we all have to make positive and solid connections with people and lifelong relationships. I'm all about building relationships because, I mean, shit, I mean, Twitter can literally fall off the face of the earth tomorrow. If you still got those connections that you met on Twitter, you're going to be just fine. You know, but a lot of people, I feel like, get on Twitter just to talk shit. Right. And I mean, and I mean, they make account reflecting. I, I ain't rich. I'm, I'm far from rich, you know, but. You I getting mean, there, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely getting there. Once I really figured out, you know, stop making excuses for everything that was going wrong in my life, shit really started to change. Mm. You know, so, I mean, I'm I'm a living witness. I, I ain't going to say I'm, I'm perfect. I got everything together, but. Uh, my life has definitely changed in the past shit a year fuck two years honestly the past year you know I'm just like you said using social media and really using social media besides just for likes besides just for hooking up with people on social media mm. you know um, but yeah okay. that's real yeah. same to y'all to what uh, Amai was saying it's, it's cool when you can not only speak with people you know, through the internet, but also when we go to these real estate meetups and actually meet people in person and create lifelong relationships, you know, building partnerships, you know, via different businesses. And I would just suggest to anyone that's listening to like, look at who you're following. Your content that's on your timeline is basically what you're feeding your mind. So you're looking at, you know, trolls all day or dramatic videos of police pointing guns at, you know, innocent civilians. I'm not saying to, you know, just, you know, turn a blind eye. But the point is, you can really, you know, kind of filter your information and connect with people in whatever uh, industry you're in. But all you got to do is search Twitter hashtag and you'll find plenty of people if you hashtag real estate i guarantee you somewhere xavier ahmad and 
Christian is going to come up somewhere. <laughs> so it's just a matter of, uh, like I said, really dissecting, all right, where you want to go in life, creating a plan, connecting with the people. And the beautiful thing about this is that Twitter is free. Right. So you can't be like, oh, I don't have, you know, the money to buy the app. Twitter's free. Use it to your advantage. Mm. Same, same, same question to you, KG. Yeah, so, am I, am I muted? You good. Okay. Um, yeah, so, like, Twitter, I've been rocking with Twitter for 10 years, you know, I feel old to say that, but I used to be an undergrad in class, just, like, talking to uh, celebrities and, and millionaires on Twitter, like, man, forget what my professor talking about, like, I'm talking to knives right now. <laughs> I, um, I always am just a person who I never have wanted to connect with people for what they have but I'll just love meeting new people um, I love learning from people like I love saying like dang that's how you look at something like that just showed me a whole new perspective how can I apply that to my life so social media is right up my app um, so you know, Twitter uh, has just always been great to me. Like, it's been times that I didn't get on as frequently. But in the last, I would say, two years, I've been on Twitter back heavy again. And, um, you know, like, I've, I've dated on Twitter. <laughs> like, I, I always joke, like, I'm never leaving Twitter. If they charge me, like, just take my money. Right. But, um, but this past, I would say, like, eight months, like, I've been really heavy real estate twitter and finance and i think it's just like what you what you attracted to you like a mod is not supposed to like um whatever you set your mind to like this is what my life is going to be that's what you're attracted to your sound going out your sound is like low oh okay i'm sorry yeah, this is better uh, yeah it's good it's, it's perfect now okay so um yeah like whatever you put out there the type of life that you want to live like that's what you attract to you and so, like, I was just on the timeline the past eight months. My timeline has always been dope, but I was like, you know what? I want I want more than just jokes. Like, right. uh, I need to make some money. So um, I just started following people in real estate and learning the language and, and seeing people tweet and Googling, like, what did that What did that mean? What does that term mean? Okay, like, okay, so they're, they're wholesaling, you know? They're doing this, they're doing that. What courses are they talking about? Let me invest in their businesses. Let me buy a book. Let me buy a course. Like, not just asking for things for free. Um, and then saying, okay, like, what can I add to the timeline? Like, what can I bring to the table? Um, and then paying attention to who was real and who wasn't. And I don't have to announce it to the world, but just kind of curating my timeline, making adjustments when I see things that didn't seem right. Like, okay, let me back away from this person. So, um, like that has been like the last eight to nine months of my life and it's been amazing like the mindset i'm not a millionaire millionaire yet but i will be and i know it'll be with some people from twitter and that's like just such a crazy thing to think about when we were all in detroit what it was like 18 of us all in detroit just off of twitter we didn't um, publicize that event i didn't pay for any ads or anything that was literally probably like 10 tweets on the timeline over like four months like that's it and it, it brought us all together 
Hey, it brought us all together, and uh, Deanna, she here now. Just hey, y'all. Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> but, yeah, it brought it, it definitely uh, brought us all together and even got us doing business. And for people who don't know, uh, me, Josh, Ahmad, and uh, Reggie, our four partner who's not here today, we uh, bought two properties together just off the first time us connecting and meeting. And... Do y'all do, you, do y'all do one of y'all want to go over the deal? I'm gonna let y'all go over it. Whoever want to do it, how how yeah, it works? I'll, go ahead, finance man. <laughs> 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 nah, so I'm gonna tell y'all real. Excuse me, like in a transparent method. So I pulled up to Detroit to the the, the first uh, the first session on Friday uh, at Tech Town at Wayne State University with the. Uh, economic planner representative from the city and Ahmad had mentioned that he was meeting with someone the next morning um, to go look some houses so you know we planned it out we said alright we'll meet up tomorrow go check things out we'll ride along you know see what you went to so we could scout some neighborhoods so we met up on the east side of Detroit uh, with a nice man named Emilio he showed us around a little bit um, and then so, you know, Ahmad got this appointment, and, you know, we walked to a couple houses, a couple bandos, you know, they were unoccupied, boarded up, but, you know, somehow we got in there. I can't tell you how we got in there, we got in there, though. <laughs> uh, and then, so, the first house, you know, it was a no-go, but luckily, the seller, or the, you know, the person that Ahmad was meeting with, uh, Hassani, he had additional properties. So, fast forward, you know, we get to the next property. And, you know, that thing was looking all right. So, you know, we, we, we came together, you know, Xavier, Amai, and Reggie, and I. And we're like, yo, we didn't plan this, but what's up? Like, let's, <laughs> let's make a move, you know, while wait. You know what I'm saying? If we don't get it, somebody else is going to snatch it up, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we, we uh, went to see another house. And then after that, you know, we were like, all right. And we started talking to him, throwing some numbers at him. Before you know it, we had a combo deal. You know, we, we were able to uh, go ahead and, and sign a contract right there on the spot for two of his properties. And we also plugged ourselves in for some additional work down the line. So, I mean, that was just a, that was a blessing that really fell into our hands. Like I said, we pulled up. And, like, within 48 hours of meeting these guys for the first time, we had a business together and two acquisitions under contract. And it's so crazy. Like I wanted to talk about that because I want to just uh, really go over like the power and partnerships. Like we easily, all four of us, we could have did it on our own, but is it, it it makes so much more sense is working together, collaborating instead of you know what I'm saying everybody doing their own thing. And anybody could pretty much do this. Like like he said, but this is our first time really connecting for real. Like we didn't like all grow up together. You know what I'm saying? Same neighborhood, knew each other 15 years. Like we literally just like you know what i'm saying met and we already doing business together so it's like anybody could do that i know some people probably be scared like man i don't know look or looking for partnerships just reach out to people you got people out here that's really willing to connect and you know what i'm saying build the empire you just got to find like-minded people just to touch on that one point real quick i would just tell anybody you know we're in 2019 as long as you have a contract you're covered like you got a contract don't worry about getting being scammed anything like that because you have legal paperwork, you know, that you're binded to, that, you know, you have a stake in that asset. Yeah. And, Ma, you was about to say something? I don't know if I cut you off. I thought I heard something. 
No, I wasn't about to say anything, oh. but just to all the people that don't think uh, really just getting out, driving for dollars, meeting people, talking to neighbors, don't be scared to, to get out and, and, and connect with the people in the neighborhood. You can't do everything from behind the computer. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to start no beef or nothing with nobody, but I know a lot right. of people don't, don't beg to differ with that, but I don't pull any kind of list for any kind of properties that I come across. Everything comes organically by just getting out, talking to people, seeing what people have, you know, just really seeing what can I offer to people, you know, really just listening, you know, and that's the biggest thing with a lot of people. I feel like they don't listen to what the person needs really are. Um, and really the power of mailing too. Like I, I got these leads from sending mailers. So uh, to all the people that say mailers don't work as well. So yeah, that's all I got to say with that. Yeah, man, it was, it was, it was, it was super dope, man. What we, what we, what we just started, we, we definitely got a lot of things in plan. We can't go over, we're not gonna go over everything, but we got a lot of things going on. And something, that, and another question I want to ask for uh, KG was, we got another project going on as well. And would you like to discuss that as much as you can without, you know, what I'm saying, giving away everything? Yeah. So, um, like I mentioned, I. I've been wanting to do some projects in Detroit and I really wanted to do some big projects. Like, you know, um, we can definitely go in, get a house, flip it, wholesale it, you know, get a couple of things. But I've just been wanting to do some things on a large scale. And that's why Detroit is so interesting to me because it's wide open for that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I, you know, I kind of joked before, like, I met you guys, and I was like, dang, I hope I really like them, <laughs> because, like, I, I've been looking for some people to work with, and so I I think we didn't talk until the, like, hour before we all jumped on the highway, and, and the weekend was just crazy in general, like, mm -hmm. we just constantly doing stuff back to back, but it was also just because I was still, like, filling everybody out, um, but, so, I'm excited that out of the 17 of us, It'll probably come down to like 12, 13 of us working together on some really large scale projects. And we're jumping off on our first one right now. Like everybody's kind of getting things lined up, but um, I don't think it'll be the last one that we do. And for me, like I've always wanted to add developers to my title. Um, but like even more than just developer, like planner, you know, like what does it look like to go into a community and really lay out like the plan of that community and bring resources in and, um, you know, to like really configure how a certain side of town looks, what businesses are there, what schools are attracted there, what families are attracted there because of the work that you've done and the investment that you've made. And yeah, people go to school for that, but also really rich families go into cities every day and do this and they didn't go to school for that. They just um, allocate their resources. So to have 12 or 13 of us come together and really be like, you know what, this is what we want to see in this area. This is how we want to see this community thrive and benefit. And we gonna make it happen. Like all we need is us. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Mm, that's 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 super dope, man. Yeah, like I'm so I'm like so excited. I can't even really express how excited I am to be doing all this because it's some um, because you know, like with Detroit, you always hear stories like crazy stories, and they try they pretty much try to scare you from buying from like you know what I'm saying <laughs> buying it up or whatever. And I would until I went there, I would have never known how like dope of a city it is. So seeing it firsthand is like. It gave me a whole different perspective. Like, oh yeah, man, I'm I'm definitely with it now. So, like, what do y'all say to people that have like a mindset where like 
They hear the crazy shit about Detroit, and they scared of putting their dollars there. Well, I look at it as, you know, first thing you want to do is when you're looking at the hood, don't look at it as a bad thing. Look at it as, you know, a good investment opportunity. But also, if you're looking at the local economy, I'm looking at what major companies are investing money into that area. So, for example, with Detroit, Google is making a major investment in that area. Uh, I know General Motors is making Mm -hmm. uh, some additional investments. I think uh, maybe like an hour away in Flint, uh, their uh, pickup truck line. Um, but, you know, as you know, Detroit is historically associated with the uh, car industry. Uh, you know, with Chrysler, Fiat, yeah, and Ford, and all that. Uh, but yeah, when you look at these cities, go there. I mean, take a trip there, honestly. Yeah, because like like uh, Xavier was saying. You know, when you hear about Detroit, I know Reggie's not here right now, but, you know, verbatim, he was saying, he was like, when we had planned, we were planning this trip, he was like, I'm scared to go to Detroit. I was like, yo, we're going to be good. Don't worry about it. We're good. But, yeah, like, just don't, don't believe everything you hear. You know, go look at it firsthand experience. I mean, we you know, we, we had a, a, a nice, I want to call it an icebreaker session, like kind of like a social session where we all, you know, got on the uh, bike share program and actually rode through a few neighborhoods that bordered um, the downtown area. So, yeah, I, I would just suggest go to cities, book a flight, spend that four or $500 for the weekend mm-hmm. and, and, you know, take that risk. Take mm-hmm. a risk, see, you know, what opportunities lie. And then when you see those opportunities, you do like Xavier, Ahmad, and Reggie and I, and you put your dollars where your mouth is at. For real. Mm-hmm. Can I ask um, for Deanna and um, Ahmad, like, what, what was your impression? I'd like to, to hear what you guys thought, like, of the, the city when you got there. I was really shocked. Like, when I got downtown, I was not expecting it at all. Like, we had a nice hotel. We had nice views of Canada. It was clean, to say that it was clean. It was people everywhere. Like, that really... I guess I would say it really made me like fall in love with the city because like everybody else is saying like my perception of Detroit was nothing like what what I saw like it was so like just amazing to see and then just like all the time we spend downtown like riding the bikes and being on the river walk and all that I'm like this is super nice and it just made me see like the opportunity that's there like it's so much potential like the downtown is good it's just the surrounding areas need some work but that made me feel like, all right, like we can do this. Like we should really be investing here just by seeing, like getting a taste of the city and seeing what it's all about. And it was just a really good experience for me. Having that dope experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ahmad? Oh uh, man, it, that was my first time being in Detroit in a long time. Uh, I have family that lived there, but I hadn't been since I was a, a shorty, like literally probably since I was probably like nine, ten years old. So, um, and I mean, even back then, I just remember my family talking about it. Like, same way people talk about Chicago, man. Like, right. it's, like it's Afghanistan or something. And I'm just like, <laughs> honestly, you know, that's where I, that's where I want to put my money at. You know, because I mean, honestly, investing your money in the suburbs and, um, you know, these other areas, you're not gonna get the return that you truly, truly want. You know, and this is just anything in life. 
most things in life that you take risk on are the most rewarding things. You know, mm. putting your money in the suburbs is not a risk. So why would the return be that high? That's just the way I look at things, you know. Where people, you know, I'm not, I don't want to sound bad, but where people are getting murdered, at, that's why I want to invest. <laughs> if, if, if a body just dropped last night in front of this apartment building, it's abandoned. No, I want it. You know, because at the end of the day, I'm gonna say that first. Like I'm willing to take that chance that everybody else not. You know, because I can last four or five years from now. You know, when everything is a full blossom. You know, Detroit was really, really. You can see the work that the city is really, really putting in. Um, I mean, they're putting factories all over. Freaking Mac is building a factory. For people that don't know Mac, that's one of the leading um, manufacturers for semi-trucks. Uh, semi-trucks, dump trucks, they make a lot of heavy-duty equipment. But, I mean, not, nevertheless, I mean, that's still jobs that's about to come to the city. Plus Fiat, plus Ford, you know, I mean, a couple tech jobs are coming there. I mean, I just, if you see the mayor of the city investing, you, you're smoking, you smoking dope, you don't invest. Mm-hmm. Like, Seriously, like if the whole the mayor of the city is dumping his money in, Magic Johnson, all these other prestigious wealthy individuals, like I mean, I'm not the smartest person in the world. I'm a college dropout, barely graduated <laughs> high school, but uh that don't that just I mean, that says a lot right there. Mm-hmm. You seeing wealthy people, they got wealthy for a reason, for making smart, sound decisions. So I mean, I mean, look back. You can either look back and keep buying Chanel bags, Birkin bags, and, uh, and a Mary Jeans all day to go to the club and, and, and get chose. You know, I mean, go ahead. I mean, the same money that you're spending to look good, you can go invest that money. A lot of people say they don't have the money to invest, and people literally blowing money, thousands of dollars every weekend. So that's an excuse that you don't have the money. Most of the people, the money's not the issue. Most of the people got the money. Their money management skills just they fucking suck. Yep. That's 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 the and I mean mine have definitely got better. I haven't always been like this. I used to spend money on, on all types of bullshit. But I, I got tired of being broke and selling shit out of my house to to pay bills, to right. pay car notes. Like, you know, that's we wasn't put on this earth to, to live like that. I, I'm a firm believer in that. Man, that, that that's super real. And mm-hmm. I must say like I got to salute KG because what you did was brilliant for real because, like, we could have easily been on Twitter or uh, in a group chat talking about Detroit all day, but setting that meetup and this is something. Yeah, this and this is something that I think you even said when we was out there. You were saying how as long as we have a dope experience because the, the, the deals and the business, it's going to make sense regardless. But if you if you don't have an actual dope experience while you're there, well, you're like, damn, this city cool. I like coming here. You're not going to want to put your money there. If the experience is bad, no matter how much, it makes sense for some people. So, like, we, we holding that meetup and bringing everybody together and making us have a, a, a more than the deals make sense, making us have a dope experience, that was super brilliant on your part. So I got to salute you for that. Thank you. And it, you know, it came together like it wasn't, it with a different group of people, it would have gone differently. And so, you know, like, um, I just really believe that you attract like who you are and what you are. And so, at the same time, I came into the weekend with no expectations, but like all the expectations at the same time. Like, I literally made a list. Um, I was like, these are the three things that I want to happen. 
during these three days and these are the three things that I want to walk away with and like every single one of those things happened um and some like better than I could have even thought so I was really I was really happy but at the same time if it wouldn't have happened it would have been a cool weekend in Detroit and I would have been that too you know because at the end of the day I'm like it's Detroit's gonna happen for me you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying like like I'm at the point where I want people to be like yo like this side of Detroit like KG may not be from here like you know what I'm saying she might not have started out like a billionaire but this side of Detroit has my um blueprint on it and so whether whether it was started that weekend or the next weekend like I knew it was going to happen but I'm just really happy that it is something that I can start with y'all um mm-hmm. but yeah like for me it was about an experience I didn't want anybody to act like they were coming in and saving Detroit because Detroit is dope enough to save itself but yes. for us to be able to be a part of that story um it's pretty dope yeah it is and you was about to say something? No, I was just gonna say like like looking back on that trip, it felt like everything fell into place perfectly. Like we made the right connections, made the met the right people, got deals done, you know, put plans into place for greater things to happen. And just like I know years from now we gonna all be having another conversation looking back like it all started with that Detroit trip, but that trip was just so powerful and I really feel like it just like paved the way for really great things to happen with all of us and that group of people that met there. Yeah, I agree, man. And it's all the work that we all put in. Um... <laughs> what? I'm, I'm, I'm like multitasking, so I'm also on Facebook Marketplace and one of my <laughs> buildings is up for sale on Facebook Marketplace, like a building I own. And, I, and it's not for sale. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. since this trip happened like my my social media has been blowing up as far as like dms i'm getting all kinds of messages non-stop like oh man how can i get involved how how can i do this this so forth so a lot of people they're gonna hear this episode and they're gonna and now there's more people that's gonna want to get involved so what do y'all say to those people that want to contribute to these projects we're doing i would say first off before you reach out with a bunch of questions, 
to try and do some background research first. So look on Google, mm-hmm. you know, use your internet resources, use your local library. Like try to get familiar with the jargon first. Because, you know, if you're coming in and you're asking all these questions free of charge, the least you can do is have some, you know, familiarity with what you're talking about. You know, you don't have to be an expert because that takes time, you know, firsthand experience. But just doing your own due diligence, I think the people who are knowledgeable definitely respect that more because now they see, all right, you've taken the time to, you know, search for things yourself. You use your, you know, valuable time to acquire, you know, that intellectual knowledge. So do that first. And I mean, many of the people that are in kind of our, you know, network on Twitter, they have courses or mentorship programs, check into that. You know, if you're going to invest in yourself, then yes, you may have to come out of your pockets, you know, $100 here or, you know, maybe a few hundred dollars here. But for the better of yourself, and, you know, you're, you're creating something that's going to develop and evolve over time. So, you know, everything's not going to come for free just because the app is free. Mm-hmm. All right? <laughs> People have been... Absolutely. That's where the free ends, right there. Yeah, right. It's, it's the, free, the free is when you download the app. That's all we get. <laughs> that's, all, that's all you got. Right. That's all we get. Mm. I just suggest I people save their money. Like, go ahead. I was just gonna say, but you know what? Like when you following the right people, like you get a lot of gems for free. For like, free, yes, I follow. Man, and we and <clears throat> people been talking about this like this past week. Like y'all better start screenshot, um, screenshotting that, emailing it to yourself, like mm-hmm. organizing stuff, organizing the information. Because if you wake up tomorrow and the timeline's not there anymore, like you got a lot of free information, you know, um, you got to take use of that. But if the people you follow only got jokes and they only talking about love and hip hop and drama, like that's what you're filling yourself with. Mm. What you, what you were saying, Amar? I was just going to say, I mean, honestly, you know, save your money. You know, a lot of people, like I said earlier, they got the money. It's not like they don't have the money. Like, <laughs> Me and Xavier, we both know some people that some probably some of the same people that have DM'd us. We know they have the money, but then the same people that's gonna go out this weekend and they're gonna be at the club this weekend. They're gonna mm-hmm. be popping bottles this weekend. You know, they got they got some new Balmain's on. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, they they didn't win and check the whole bag at the store, but they have the nerd to get on social media and ask how can they become a part. You know, I, I just, I'm not blaming anybody for it, but if you're going to do it, at least, you know, take ownership for, for what you're doing. You know, that's the first mistake. And that's, you know, once you can take ownership, things going to start changing for you. Mm. You know, you can't just keep saying, oh, shit, man, I'm broke and this and that. But you're in the club every single weekend. You know, you at, you at all the local strip clubs, but... You know, hey, I, and I can't talk shit about strip clubs, but I go, goddamn. Like, <laughs> I ain't going to work every day to go treat my whole check off that I didn't work 60 hours for at the strip club. Right. You know, I'm, I'm going to celebration purposes only, goddamn it. I close the deal on that. Yeah. You know, but other than that, me, we got to stop trading our time for money. That's, that's like the biggest thing right there. You know, especially the folks that have good paying jobs, you know, do something with that money, make that money work for you. Cause if you don't learn how to make money in your sleep, you're going to work for the day you die. 
Facts. And that's it don't matter how much money you make. You can make seventy five dollars an hour. And you got nurses out, you got doctors out here that are still broke. So it doesn't matter how much money you make. You got folks out here that got twenty they make twenty bucks an hour and they got more money saved than somebody that makes six figures. So and how do you explain that? You know, it sounds dumb as hell, but it's, it's real. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, some people have better money management skills than others. You know, and it don't take as much money as some people think. You know, go to where you can play at. If you live in Chicago, if you live in California, if you live in the Bronx, if you if you live in Florida, you can't afford these different places, go to where you can't afford. I'm originally from Chicago. I know I can't afford Chicago right now. I understand that. So I'm going to go places where I can afford. Detroit, Memphis, Gary, Indiana, um, St. Louis. Oh, now. Oh, now. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's just, the, that's just the name of you. Milwaukee. I mean... You can get a whole house, twenty thousand with tenants in it. So I mean, and if you want to spend a little less, you're gonna to have to do some work. So especially to the fellas out there that are handyman, the ones that know how to do work, y'all can really be up. Y'all have a, a step up from people that don't even know how to put a hammer to nail. You know, so use y'all skills, use y'all trade. You know, and that's that's another thing. Anybody that's into trade, it's going to be enough work in these cities, especially cities like Detroit, probably the next 10 years. You know, right. that's how many vacant houses are there. Mm-hmm. So if you're smart, I mean, hey, I don't know how to, I don't know anything about construction, but that's a business I'm going to start because it's a need based business at the end of the day. People need construction work, people need general contractors, people need HVACers, people need roofers. You know, I mean, you need it. You know, so I mean, you can continue to say, you know, you're broke, but how are you bringing any value to the world? If you're not bringing any value to the world or solving any problems, your ass going to continue to stay broke. Right. And not not to get too far off topic, but just uh, alluding to what Amaz said about, you know, money management, it really just comes down to budgeting, you know, putting down, you know, on paper or an spreadsheet, you know, where you're spending your money or what's your expected income. Um, and where do you want to allot those funds too? So, you know, if we can do better at budgeting, I think everyone will be better off with money management. And then you'll be able to have, you know, that cushion in your finances where you can make these type of real estate investments. Mm. I like I like that. And y'all and y'all give us some some major gems and this this free game. People ain't uh, paying for this. They ain't gonna be listening to this for free. And with that being said, this to all three of y'all. So how how do y'all feel, or how important is it to y'all? to give back to y'all community and not just talking about money. I'm talking about game, anything, not just monetary. I mean, how how important is that? That's definitely a must. I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm definitely obligated. Like I, nobody, nobody, I mean, I feel like nobody showed me. Nobody, somebody showed me, you know, but a lot of the people that showed me don't look like me, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, with that being said, I feel like that's one of the main things that's going on in the black community. There's not a lot enough people that do know coming back to show. Everybody is coming back to shit on the next person. Everybody's right. coming back to to say, I got this, I got this, or I made it here on my own. And it's going to continue to be crime. It's going to continue to be poverty if we continue to think like that as a culture. Like, we have to help each other out. You have other races, Asians, um, Hispanics. You have people of other races that are not even from the United States come here and make millions of dollars as a family, but we can't even say twenty thousand, and 
it's five of us in the fucking house. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. But you have people that are not even legal. They, they, they'll bring you. I, I personally know somebody that got an owner finance property right now. A Hispanic family bought them twenty five thousand dollars cash in a brown paper bag. Dang. They understand that they cannot get a house the traditional way, but they gonna get one. Right. And that might be their first house. They can actually say it's theirs, but they 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 now are owner of a property. They have ownership now. We out here dying over blocks that our fucking mama rented. We don't even own the shit. Ooh, man, you hitting deep now. And it's, not, and, it's, and, it's, and it's not like we don't have the money once again. Right. We out here taking penitentiary chances as a as a culture. I'm not saying I'm not shitting on nobody because I was once out here doing stupid, dumb, fuck boy shit. Yes, I was. But I woke up. I realized I could not make money in jail. I realized that I could not build wealth for a family that I, you know, how? you People lose their family going to jail. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go to jail for somebody that don't even care about me. So it's not like a lot of these people that's going to listen to this, they don't, it's not like they don't have the money because they do. If y'all don't know what to do with the money, if y'all just need a little guidance with the money, reach out to any three of us. It's other people besides us you can reach out to. If you don't want to be involved in it and you just want to put your money to use, reach out. It's, it's putting your money in the bank at the end of the day, you're not making any return. Nope. You're going to continue just to spend the money. Every time you go out, you're going to swipe that card. And your money is depreciation. Exactly. <laughs> so you might as well. Or you're going to go buy these these $1,000 shoes. You know, you're going to go buy this Chanel bag that costs sixty five hundred, seven grand. Girl, that's a whole house right here. Yeah, you definitely gotta know how to 
kicking with people from all different backgrounds. And so, um, as like minorities, we have a lot of qualities that people that might not be listed on the um, job requirements, but we, man, we are survivors. And like, that's what's needed when you jumping into these type of markets and trying to really make a name for yourself and make some money. So I think that giving back, pointing it out to people is so important. Like you have skills and you know, like um, I was just trying to hire a girl to be a bird dog for me. And then she texted me and was like, are you a wholesaler? <laughs> and I'm like, no. All the properties that I've come across um, recently, I've just bought for myself. So I'm trying to wholesale, but I keep buying everything before I get wholesaling. Right. Like, I'm like, you know, I want to be. And she's like, well, that's what I'm trying to do. And I'm like, well, she's like, can you teach me? And I'm like, well, you, you would have been learning anyway if you just, you know, work with me. But she's like, no, I just want to do it for myself. Okay, well, I can't really do that right now honey like I can't take out hours out of my day to teach you that when you would have learned it all if you would have just helped me mm-hmm. you know and I think that's like the mindset people just being want to take like I don't know you from anywhere you want me to teach you but I called you I was willing to pay you for you to still learn you know um so like for us for me it's like people being willing to start at the bottom work themselves up learn a lot bring a lot to the table like we want to see everybody win. And I think that's something that Ahmad definitely pointed out. Like, we want to see everybody win. And we want to be the people who help the people who look like us. That's so important to me. Like, I don't want to be the only rich motherfucker around. Like, I don't understand that. <laughs> you know, like... Like, you going to be broke real quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you're going to have to change your whole environment. And I don't want to leave my people behind. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I was just telling somebody um this week so like what i do for my job is i work with all of our donors and it's my job to create like vip experiences and we're talking about experiences for billionaires you know um like the poor people are millionaires that i'm that i'm working for and so every day this week i was like at somebody's house on the water doing like a little dinner a little thing and i'm just sitting there i'm like this is cool but it, i'm trying to have it be my house right. my friends who, I, who i'm like yo come through have some dinner with me and by the way at the end of the night i'm gonna ask for ten thousand dollars but that's nothing you should give more if you can because that's literally what we're doing like hey can you write this check for 10 stats that's nothing and then they like making bets at the end of the night like i'll do 20 if you do 20 you know like that's that's what I want for us. Like, <laughs> hey, fly in real quick. Come to this little dinner. We're going to talk shit. We're going to talk shit. And write a check, right? a check you know? at the end of the night. Yeah. Um, that's where I want to see us be. And that's where we will. This this group, we already there. Mm-hmm. We already going to be there. But I want to see us bring other people along, too. And there's some people that's above us on the timeline who are bringing us along. And I appreciate that a lot. Too. Facts. Yep. And that's and that's real. Stop getting on Instagram flossing, bro. Yeah, and no, no, that's that's <laughs> that's to. that's real with both of y'all saying. Sure, sure, money. The next I promise you, the next dude, the next I don't care who you are, rapper, and the next somebody <laughs> I see get on Instagram with money up to the ear, I'm commenting and I'm DM them. I swear. I'm not playing <laughs> no game no more, bro. Real talk. I need that money. Y'all on here with fifty, sixty G. Bro, you know how to do that? <laughs> no, no, for, no, but look. Like, like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you, like the thing you got to understand about our culture, this is what gets us in jail. This is what gets us in prison at the end of the day. Like, this is, this is, it's all a revolving door. Maybe if we wasn't so flashy, we wouldn't get caught. You 
though we look at other races, they do the same thing and a lot worse shit, but they never get caught because they're not flashy. They're not flashy. We as a culture, we so flashy, we think we got to wear money on us. We got to have $4,000 on the clothes on to feel like money. Like, bro, no, we don't. You, it be people worth 50, 60, 70 million dollars, and they got doctors on. Not even doctors, they not got even Walmart that. doctors on. Because doctors and shit, them joints kind of expensive. Bro, I, I, on I met a I met a dude I met a dude worth two hundred million, bro. This nigga had on a chorus yeah. like a chorus like T shirt and some raggedy jeans. Bro, bro, bro. Like I told you, that job really opened my eye. All the people houses I was moving houses, millions, bro, ten, fifteen million dollar houses. None of those people I never walked in anybody's house, bro. They had designer on. Maybe a couple people had a belt or something on, but most people, no. No designer. They might have had some nice cars here and there, but nothing was, was like flashy, bro. Nothing. Nothing was flashy, but they had millions. They had plenty different companies. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, like, you know, and I feel like more of that has to be talked about in our community. You know, starting businesses, because, bro, like they talk about in the black community, there's billions of dollars, bro. Let's really look at it. How many people in the black community you know that drive trucks, do nails, do hair, um, do tattoos, know how to cook, um, um, general contractors, roofers from, I mean, everything, bro, literally, it's, there's not a job that you can probably mention that you can't turn into working for yourself. You can't, even if you work at a corporate job, even if you, you know, some kind of consulting or something like that, you can turn that into your own everything. You know, we got to stop being so scared and, and, and thinking that a job is concrete because it's not. Uh, they could come to you tomorrow and say, prime example, here in Texas, the oil industry, it pays pretty well. Those are the, the six-figure jobs down here. But look how often they, they lay off. People lose their houses. You got people getting foreclosed houses out here because they losing their job. They go from making six, seven figures to being in an apartment that quick because their lifestyle went up they, that's all they had told their wife to stop working and now you got your family in a two bedroom apartment from a six bedroom house mm-hmm. yeah. you know because I mean that's but it's the name of the game I just feel like we gotta we gotta educate ourselves we gotta you know really just study other people man like there's no point if you gonna follow people on Instagram at least follow people that are killing the shit bro like at least follow them like there's nothing wrong with copying somebody else that's doing so much better than you. I don't understand that. We feel like mm-hmm. something's wrong with that. I want to study billionaires. The fuck? How did they get there? Right. Like, they didn't get there fly by night. They got there doing something consistently. And that's another thing. We got to understand consistency is everything. You're going to start getting results when you do something consistently over and over and over and over again. You can't do it for two months and expect you finna, you're going to have a hundred million sitting in the bank. <laughs> And, oh, shit, this not working. Let me go back to a job. No. Bro, I would never go back to a job. And I've been tough, flat out. I would never go back to a job, ever. My time is worth so much more than that. Never. Like, I just feel like a, a job going to give you a raise, and they feel like you're worthy of it. Like, what kind of life is that, bro? <laughs> like, that's crazy to even think about. A job gives you a raise, but they feel like you're worthy of it. Like, and you're going to go to this job every day and kiss ass people that you hate. You hate these people. How do you sit across from these people every single day? You commute to work probably about two hours to work. 
two hours back home for a paycheck. For the people that got kids, they don't see that family. Like, that's no way of life, bro. And you can't sit here and tell me it is. You know, I try to tell some of my family members that, bro. But, you know, just like a freaking program, bro, you got to deprogram our minds, bro. We've been, we've been butchered and, and lied to for so many years now, bro. Like, that's how I told my mom, bro. Shit, working, it ain't got my family nowhere. These last 50 years, ain't nobody in my family way off, bro. Well off. Nobody. So why would I continue to sit here and say, oh, let me go to this job. It's going to and give them 25, 30 years of my life to walk away with what? I can't pass that down to my kids. Okay. Like, and I don't even have kids, dog. Like, I mean, you can't. You can't pass a job down. So what benefit is this going to give me 20 years from now? It's not. It's no benefit in none of this shit, bro. It's all systematic. Everything is systematic. And I feel like, bro, until we realize that, it's going to be the same shit. It is. What, yeah, what you like, would tell you. They, they're tired of their job. They'll continue to go back. Like, what? As soon as you die or as soon as, you know, you leave that that gig, your position will be yeah. posted. They're going to replace you, bro. Like, it's going to be it's gonna be posted the same day. It's gonna, you, exactly, bro. Your job gonna be posted same day. But let me let me ask let me ask y'all this though. So, like we are we already know the the problems within our community as far as mentality wise or whatever. But what do y'all think is the uh, the fix? I got an idea on what it is myself. But I'm asking y'all, what do y'all think is the fix to us getting like making finance being financially literate cool? What do y'all think is the fix to that? Examples. That's the biggest thing. Examples. I don't think nothing can be examples. They're showing that. What else? How else can you showing? Because I mean, just like kids, especially the youth, bro. Like that's. I was once. I mean, I'm still young, but I need to either sell drugs or play ball. Especially mm-hmm. in the black community, we don't see no other way to do it. So I just feel like examples. Just showing examples. Doing little. Um, I don't even want to call it conferences, but summit or different things like that, you know, trips and, and actually giving back to the community like that. That's the only way because the schools are not teaching it. So that's the only way I feel like it's going to change. The, the parents aren't teaching it. So we as millennials or the change in the community, we got to bring it back to the community, I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's honestly the only solution to it. You know, if we sit and wait on parents and wait on schools, it's going to continue to be. Another decade going to go by, and we still going to be talking about the same shit. Mm-hmm. What y'all think? Yeah, I would say, um, I think also it just comes down to, like, reinforcing it. You know, just, you know, nailing it into people's heads. Like, these are the possibilities. Showing them the positive outcomes. Showing them different you know, graphics or different uh, financial visuals where, you know, you're saying, oh, yeah, if I did invest this 10000 back in 2008, 10 years later, that 10000 would have been, you know, twenty or 30000 So I think just really, like you said, like uh, Amaz said, you know, just showing them examples. Also, I would say um, it's just continuing to, like, hold workshops and inclusive type of events where everyone feels welcome because I do think the biggest hurdle for people who aren't as in a fortunate situation as us is that 
they feel kind of like shameful or, you know, embarrassed by where they're at in life. And, you know, it's one of the things where, oh, I don't want to ask this stupid question because I don't want to look dumb. Well, if you don't ask that question, you're probably going to still be in a situation you are now a year, five decade, you know, from here, from, you know, from today. So I think if, you know, expressing our views and our knowledge in a non-condescending way, I think is very important because I mean, even myself, like when I look at my older tweets from back in the day to now, like even myself, I'm mature, you know, where I don't look at it as if, oh, everyone should know this. Mm. It's like, all right, it's for people who really don't know this and I need to be able to help them to learn, you know, these necessary life skills that aren't taught in the public schools. Mm. What about you, KG? Yeah, so, like, you know, I work, um, I serve on the school board here, and so the way that I look at mindset is so much different because I understand why people have the mindset that they do. Like, for people who look like us, every day is survival mode. You know what I'm saying? Like, every single one of us has a level of trauma and PTSD that's, like, crazy. And it's not if we have it or not, it's just what level of it that we have. You know, like, I've been blessed to have a much lower level than than a lot of people who look like me. Um, So, people are operating at the level of knowledge that they have. Like, you know, when I would learn about parents and the the things they were doing, the way they were raising their kids, I would be so baffled. But then I could just learn a small part of their history and be like, wow, okay, like... I would have never survived that. And they still out here like struggling through trying to do whatever. So exposure is a big thing, like being able to expose people to what's possible um, and walking them through how to get there. And that's work. You know what I'm saying? Like that's work to ask us to go back and walk somebody else through it and know that they're going to have insecurities. They're going to have some anxiety. Like, and now we got to push through that. So that's a choice that we have to make. But also, um, just understanding, like understanding where people are, giving them the space to to fail and come back, and like that's the real stuff that we talk about. That's that's hard, and like we can't we can't save everybody. We can't. I think like as African Americans, that's the unique spot that we're in because it's like for us to invest that level of time and effort into someone else when we're still trying to make it. That's always the dilemma. Like, how are we hindering ourselves by trying to save somebody else? Um, So, you know, like, the work that we're doing now is a part of this, though, by holding each other up, you know? Like, by if if I don't hear from one of y'all in a week or whatever, not calling everybody else and being like, man, forget a mind, he tricking, like, let's keep moving. But, like, no, somebody go find a mind. What's up? Like, where Mm -hmm. you at, you know? Um, So it starts with us. We got to make sure we good and we stable so that we actually have the time and the resources to go back and save somebody else. That's real. And I and I agree with all y'all saying. And how I see it is, and I was explaining this to somebody else too, like the way I see it is, like we got to make, like at the end of the day, us as black people, we people that we want to look cool or be perceived as cool. We want to look good. And I feel like a lot of times when we become financially literate, financially stable, we forget that. We forget where we come from. We forget that a kid from Chicago, he's not going to look at it. If somebody came to my school 
and they were like had on a, a nice shirt and a collar shirt and pants, and he was talking about how to get money. Our ears, and it's not even his fault. It's just on our conditioning. Our ears might not be open because we don't we don't relate with that. But if I see somebody, they making it look good. They look presentable. I ain't saying they gotta have on some a Gucci outfit and all that. But if they do got something like that on. Now my ears is open. I want to see like, damn, because that's what I want. Like, we want the Gucci. We want the Louis Vuitton. We want the chains. So now that I see that you got that, I'm like, damn, my ears is open. And I feel like, like I said, I feel like a lot of times us, when we get to that point, we forget where we came from. We forget the mentality that we had when we ain't have nothing. When we thought what we had an idea, what we thought money was, we forget. That's the mentality we come from. That's how a lot of times we can't relate to, you know what I'm saying, the people that ain't got nothing because... We so far removed from them now. So I feel like that's another thing. We got to we gotta remember to not just trying to appease them, but we got to remember to make financially literate a cool thing and whatever that is, whether it's us talking fly, dressing fly, whatever that is. That's why a lot of times, like or like even on my page, I, I, I get real fly, make my shit look fly. It ain't got nothing to do with me. It's just for the person that come from situation where I come from, where I know they're going to see that and be like, damn, that nigga fly. He fresh. All right, let me see what he's... Now I can tell you. I can sell you whatever I want to now because I got your ears. So I can say whatever the fuck I want to say. I can say, hey, buy these properties. This is where it's at. You know what I'm saying? But if I didn't look like that, I know people that come from where I'm from, they ain't going to try to hit yes. none of that shit. They're going to be like, man, get the fuck out of here. You know what they I'm saying? They're going to scroll right past They're going to scroll right past that, that that's that's a great point you make. Like you said, uh, my opinion where a lot of people go wrong is that they get fly before the level up. Like mm. level up first, yeah. Then you can know you you got some extras that you can play with. Right. But if you plan with your initial investment money, then now you can't even make those investments because you didn't went to Saks Fifth or Neiman Marcus or Nordstrom. You and you just you spend money. You and Barney's trying to trick. Yeah, you and you <laughs> Barney's. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, unsubscribe from all of them. That's what the companies do. They put up these That's ads. That's what they out. do. Mark, Mark 40% is, off. Right, marketing is a big dollar industry. They put these, they, they, you know, they, they send you these advertisements every week. You know, they, they, they even, a lot of these have it now even down to the brands that you like. So they will specifically send you. They know you like G Star G. Yeah, we mail to oh, yeah. you know you might right or, or you know Nordstrom. They'll they'll look at your purchase and say, oh, he like you know seven for all mankind jeans, or you know he like uh you know he didn't buy some Gucci shoes or Gucci belts, and let's send him you know our latest Gucci sale. So that's where you know it's it's a it's a psychological thing that we have to overcome also, but. Just like one last thing that I would say, like about all of the designer stuff, is when you say you bought something on sale, yes, you saved a percentage off of the full price, but you, spent. But you actually spent Whatever. what your bottom line said. Yep. So mm-hmm. not about what you saved, it's about what you spent. And I mm-hmm. think that, like I said, that go back to the mentality and the psychological part. Okay, and I, I got I got a question for the uh for the women. This for the women, right quick. I, and this just crossed my mind. Like I ain't even intend, I ain't even I ain't even intend on you know what I'm saying having all this part. But we here now. <laughs> this for y'all. So I like like this how I see this how I see shit. So for I feel like like whether y'all know it or not, I feel like the women y'all kind of by default 
of like in control of like how because men just want to impress y'all. You feel me? We got like we we got an idea of what you, what we think y'all like, and that's yeah. what we gonna go after. We like oh man, this is what they like, blah blah blah. And I see like this from from my perspective. This is what I see a lot. I see a lot of times, especially from where I'm from, uh, like women they they will like they would be dissing the good dudes for years and years and years and be having fucked up relationships with the dudes that ain't shit, had kids oh, by them. Man, right. Then, then when the game too far gone, then they want to come back to that good dude. But he like, he like lit now. He like, she, I'm lit. I got all the, you know what I'm saying? I got every girl I want. I don't want you no more. So it's like, so my question to y'all basically is, what what what's that mentality where it's for like y'all be, Y'all overlooking, and I ain't. We obviously in a relationship, but you know what I'm saying. What's that mentality where y'all overlooking? I know you see it too, though. We y'all overlooking the dudes that got shit going on, and then y'all like in the, on the back end, they want to come back to you know what I'm saying. That kind of dude. Y'all quiet. <laughs> you gotta think. Of, I feel like you overgeneralizing it. Go ahead. You first, KG. <laughs> the single, the single woman first. Okay. Yo, yo, sound low. No, no. And, and I ain't saying. I, I know you don't think like that. I know you don't think like that. But I'm talking about. But I'm gonna say like I think the reason I don't think like that is like um, you know I posted today. My daddy is like the man that I adore above any man, and um, I tend to date men who are like my dad. And so um, like it's a running joke. My parents have been married almost forty years now. My dad's ten years older than my mom. So, That's dope. Um, so when my dad met my mom, I mean, she was super young. You know, that was 40 years ago. She was, um, she was like 20. They got married when she was like 22. He was 32. And, um, like, the running joke is that my dad was kind of like a cornball, you know, like a little bit. And my mom was, like, young, dating, um, dating, like, fly, you know, dudes that was out in the street and right, my daddy right. was like yo you need to have a seat and <laughs> like and check out like this dude that's in front of you and my dad ain't never been worried about spending money so like i'm kind of frugal like i'm gonna spend money on my house before i spend it on the bag or whatever and i get that from my dad so that's always been my lens like when i see a guy being flashy like if i'm out at the club and the guy is trying to buy bottles to impress me that actually is the biggest turn on for like buy mm. expensive things but then if I hit you up in the morning, I'm like, yo, I want to go look at this property. I want to get a building. And you're not as quick to buy me the building as you was to buy that bottle. Mm. Like, I'm, that actually is what a bag. <laughs> yeah, like, that's a huge turn off to me. And I've actually kind of played myself in the past because I was like, no, I don't want a bag. Like, I'm okay. And then, like, I don't get nothing. I don't get a building or a bag. <laughs> <laughs> I should have got the bag. Right. But, but so, like, um, that's the way that I look at things. Um, and so I think that the men that you have around you when you coming up, like that just plays such a huge role because I literally, um, like think about my dad through everything. Like I see a man tricking off. I'm just thinking like, there's no way I could introduce him to my dad. Like, because my dad would look at me with the biggest disappointment. He would just be like, what the fuck? This the, this the man? Like, you know that you, like all of your my friends. Um, so like, I think that we don't have men who are modeling that for other men. And we don't have, 
I mean, we do because I, I know a ton, I know a ton of men like my dad. You know, all of his friends. I grew up with more than just him in my life, showing me that. But when it comes to like these younger men, a lot of the younger men are just modeling what they saw in the old heads before them. And yeah. so those girls, like that was their daddy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So a lot of girls are chasing their daddy in the form of, of these um, young men, and and that hurts because they're only doing what they know to do. Yeah, that's facts. That's facts, man. And that, that that that's that's real, man. Uh, you like you want to say something? Yeah. So I agree with KG like hundred percent. And the way I see it, like taking myself out of my shoes and you know just seeing it from another perspective. But I'm gonna say you walking around with that rock on your head. <laughs> yeah. I'm good over here. But, but um, just like you know, I know like from my household coming from like a lot of single women, like all my aunties, cousins, ain't nobody in my family married. And the number one thing they tell us like as girls, it's like, yeah, of course, you know, be on your shit, like take care of yourself, do good, but find you a man with money. Find you somebody who's gonna be able to take care of you, provide for you, you know, be the, be a man, have someone, that's, that's, that's all they like push into is find you a man with money. So when you young and you living life fast, like a lot of the girls in our community, like, having babies at a young age and all that. When we think of having money, we think we looking at the clothes he got on, his fit, all that. We ain't trying to hear somebody else sell us a vision. We want to see what you got right now. So even the corny dude, he may have his vision, his long-term plan, but we live in life so fast, you know, all we see is the now. And that's the dude, you know, he who giving us perception, he got money. And, you know, it's all about being popular and, you know, want to make it seem like, you know, you got everything together. But I think that's one of the number one problems It's just living life fast. And you got a lot of girls being raised by single mothers. And all they telling you is find you a man with money. And that causes a lot of problems. Okay, okay. Uh, that's, 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 that's... But you know what I say? Like, when, I'm, when I got into college and when I got into, like, my professional life, what I started realizing is that the white women that I met, too, like, they give us the same instructions. It's just, like Deanna said, it's, it's just in another way, though, yeah. It's a different outline for what money looks like. I remember um, a couple of girls in undergrad, they told me we must have been, like, coming to the end of our sophomore year and this girl was kind of panicking and she was like well off you know brand new bmw i I wasn't i didn't know like people came to college and got brand new ranges and bmws and and bought like their parents bought them houses and um you know like i thought i was cool just having a car and so um she was panicking she was like i can't go home this summer without my boyfriend proposing to me and at this time proposing like sophomore year of college i was like i just got out of my daddy's house like he telling me what to do like i'm about to live my life for the next 10 years like you know and she was like i can't go home without my boyfriend proposing to me like my parents told me they were sending me to college to get a husband and they were gonna pay for my tuition for the first two years i needed to find a husband who was gonna pay for those last two years and her parents actually didn't even care if she got the degree that was the point they were paying all this money for her to go to school and meet men who were put on craigslist (laughs) no but they were sending her to meet men at the income level that they wanted her all right right you know um they they wanted a man who was gonna maintain the lifestyle that they had given her and they didn't see anything wrong with that and i just remember being baffled but on the flip side like my parents never they always told me to be self-sufficient 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a daddy's girl, but my daddy never spoiled me. He would never do anything for me. He would show me how to do it. So I'm like super independent. If I ever need anything, my dad is like, call me, don't call a man. So on the other hand, I kind of feel like my parents crippled me in a way that I'm like, I've been doing it for 30 years. You know, I've been doing whatever I need to do by myself. So if I find a man cool, if I don't, I don't. So, you know, like, I feel like we have black girls who are on both sides of the spectrum. Like, we're either told to go get a man and we'll bend over backwards for that man, or we're told, like, you don't need a man. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's... I, I, I think it's, I don't, I, I think it's a little deeper than that, too, because I, I feel like you have that side of not even single mothers that are telling their daughter to go find a, a guy with money. It's, it's a lot of women out here that got both parents at home, but the father not to go get in the ho- go get her in the house. And I feel like that that definitely matters. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like as a man, like as a man, first of all, you should not want your daughter out here just anyway. You know, you should not want your wife out here Boy, anyway. I just don't. I don't see like if you call yourself a man, a man of a household, how are you not taking care of your family? You know, and I, I feel like a lot of women that do have their dad at home, they daddy on some bum shit. So it's like, <laughs> damn, I don't even know what a what a what a good man even supposed to even look like. I don't know what a what a provider even looks like. They never even seen that. I mean, I don't have kids, but I just think to myself like, there's not shit that a dude is gonna be able to do to impress my daughter. Like nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying she gonna already been had everything, but yes, I don't want to have kids. So I'm really fucking well off. So, so there's nothing that a dude can do to really impress my daughter. But I look at a lot of women that like I went to high school with, and even before that, you know, the littlest shit used to impress them. Just you know, Fact. because they never seen that. They never seen any true. I don't even want to keep bringing up money, but shit, money is power. Money is life. Money is. If you don't have money in life, your life is going to be shit. You know, and I I feel like a lot of women, especially that's young like us, they go try to find that because it's like, shit, my daddy ain't never showed me this. My mama fucked all these different dudes to just to make ends meet for us. You know, so damn, this is what I I might not have a daughter or kids right now. But damn, is this what I should be doing as a a young woman? Like, should I be messing? So they're going to go to fast money. And what in every urban area, what's fast money? Either a scammer or you a dope boy. Mm-hmm. That's fast money. These girls want hair, they want nails, they want they want trips, they want the new Balenciagas, they want the new Chanel shoes, the new Chanel purse. What is going to do that? A, a dude that's working a nine to five, baby girl, even if he's making six figures, he ain't going to probably be able to do that shit. Because if, if a dude that's making six figures, he's not going to be making dumbass purchases like that. So you only gonna be able to fuck with a dope boy, and I feel like that's they. A lot of women in our in our generation, they feel like that's their only way. So they go to look for a man with money. They never seen a dude, obviously, outside of a suit make money, or outside of a fucking. Uh, I mean, I don't even want to say a suit, but outside of the block, make real money. They mm. never seen that. So I feel like honestly, just bringing something new to the urban area. Stuff like what we doing right now, other people that, because we not the only people out here doing this, other people that's out here making a difference, that's young, that's millennials, going back to the hood. Like, I would like to go back to my high school to talk to some kids, to know that, you know, 
if you choose not to go to college, that don't mean you're just going to sit at home and not do shit with your life. There's other ways out here to get money. You know, you don't have to go to college. You don't, everybody goes to college because, I mean, damn, what else do they know what to do? Most of their family tell them to go to college because that's all that they know. They don't know anything else. Mm-hmm. So we telling all these kids to go to college. They really don't even have a true purpose of going to college. They family don't even have a true purpose. And damn, she don't got the money. So you put your daughter in debt, your son in debt, for your lack of knowing. And I feel like that's so fucked up, dog. Like, as, I mean, people that's getting college paid for, okay, cool. You exclude this conversation right now. But the ones that are getting in debt, going to colleges, that's shit. Colleges in Illinois not fucking cheap in the Midwest, period. Especially when you started talking about going to West Coast schools, people spending 35 plus a year for undergrad. Facts. So that's a house, bro. Like after a four year degree, you could have took care of a mortgage. Mm-hmm. And you get out of college and have a job and still looking for a man to take care of you. And I feel like that's 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 that shit is so backwards, bro. If we start the shit early, bro, and, and, and show especially young girls and boys that you, you don't have to do this. You don't gotta play ball, you don't gotta go sell your body to make money. It's so many other different ways out here. I feel like we will stop all of that before it even gets to the teenager stage. Because when you get to the teenage stage, I'm not saying it's too late, but yes, I mean, it's it, it's far gone by then. You know, kids are beyond brainwashed. Kids can consume so much at a young age. You know, so when they get out of high school, it's like, oh, shit, like, man, I'm finna go work a regular job, finna give me a dude with some money. And shit, we finna we finna do this till we come up. Like and they feel like that's the way. Yep. You know, and I feel like, bro, we just we gotta we we gotta we gotta do our part to stop that. I mean, even if we can touch five hundred kids a year, bro, that's something. Yeah, I, I think when we stop, like you said, praising the I guess illegal type of careers or activities, I think that's when, you know, we'll definitely uh see things transition in terms of our evolution to build in a more well-friendly way you know fast money is fast money don't last money (laughs) yeah it's like and also i think a lot of times is the people they only see the good side of it they don't see like you said before i think you said like a few minutes ago the penitentiary chances that you know drug dealers and you know, pimps and prostitution is like the risk that they're taking. Like they're risking their freedom. And you're running a business already, bro. You're running a right. business. For all the people out there selling heroin and selling crack, bro, you're running a real life business. You know how much work got to come back to you. You know how much money you're supposed to come back to you. You're running a whole business in front of you. Like, you just got to turn it into a legal aspect of things. And I just feel like people teaching that, bro, if we just something little entrepreneurship classes of some sort bro man i mean but things like this like a podcast will help because i mean uh, it's just the truth a lot of people don't read so maybe they will listen you know i mean i didn't read i, ju- I just started reading a lot more as i got older bro. i used to hate reading as a kid you know but that's another thing in our community a lot of people don't like to read bro no, this, so putting that's right. it in, in different forms like podcasts, you can listen to while you're working out in the car. Maybe that, you know, and obviously video content. People like watching shit. So putting things in different forms for our community, that's going to change things. I really feel like, yeah. but just putting it in books, 
I'm about to go pick up a book to accumulate some kind of knowledge. They're not about to. So we're going to continue to keep running over them, and they're going to continue to be complaining about they in debt, they in this, they in that, you know, and just the whole thing of really teaching, especially young kids, how to finesse the system. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, why you can't teach your daughter how to get some legit money, but we can't blame her because the mama don't know. Mm-hmm. The mama know how to finesse the system, though. She know how to finesse these tax returns. So you got four or five kids, and you only got two. You get an extra check. And like I said, it's not like people in the community not getting a check, bro. Imagine if they took that money. Finesse, but I'm not saying to do this. But if you finessed it, and then when it did something good with the money, but you finessing it to be at the factory on the weekend. Yeah. Like, what do you, you know what I'm saying? What are we really doing as a as a whole, as a culture? You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's really it, bro. No, that's, that's real, but... We gonna uh, get ready to wrap up in it because it's a lengthy episode. I ain't even intend on going, so it's a lengthy episode. But 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 for I want, before uh, we end it off or whatever, I want y'all to paint this paint this picture for me. So from like a ten, let's just imagine ten years from now, you know we we are going into Detroit heavily. So for the person that's not or they thinking about doing it, paint that picture for them to say if they don't get involved. How are we going to be looking 10 years from now? Not only how we going to be looking, how the city of Detroit going to be looking 10 years from now if people don't get involved or they do get involved. I, I think 10 years from now, you won't be able to get in Detroit. Um, you know, things are moving quickly. 10 years ago was really the time to get in Detroit, if we're being honest. Right. So we're, we're kind of at the now or never Mm-hmm. time it's a ton of opportunity but i mean it's moving quick and like think about it's 20 of us on the timeline talking to some real people about putting um some real focus on the city so i think it's now or now. i think 10 years from now um there's not gonna be like homes with blight it's not gonna be these empty vacant homes and you know the city has a plan for that they're like after I think it's what like a one and a half year plan, they're getting rid of those homes if they if, if they don't move, you know. So they won't be there anymore. Um, Detroit definitely going to be back. They have a billion in the bank right now, and you know it's only going to grow from there. You have the Eliches investing. You have Dan Gilbert and his family investing among mm-hmm. along with everybody else. Um, so I think what it looks like for us ten years from now, I feel like we'll definitely be. Um, Owning several complexes, uh, several neighborhoods, and, and investing in businesses, placing businesses in the community, um, and that's on the low end to me. Mm-hmm. That's the low end, like you said. It's, but yeah, y'all y'all can feel free to answer as well. Yeah, I think when you know you look at it, like you said, from ten years from now, and you really start to see like some of the rebuilt neighborhoods. I mean, for anyone who hasn't been there, if you go to the east side, you can literally go down blocks at a time, and, you know, it's just a bunch of distressed homes. Probably if 10%, some streets have 0% occupancy. Um, So I think, you know, seeing those areas that will be revitalized and also, you know, a healthy economy, uh, you know, with like I said, the, uh, you know, auto industry moving into electrical vehicles and things like that. So you just go to like a booming city, and it's gonna be popular. Cause I mean, if you think about where Detroit is, it's in a very unique location. It borders Canada, you know. So 
I mean, I think like besides, you know, the Dakotas and Washington and New York State, like it's you know, it's three states that border another country, um, to the north of us. So, you know, with the ability to, to have, you know, access to another country for tourism, things like that, you know, that makes Detroit a very uh, unique city. Um, and also it, it just improves like, you know, the livability of it in terms of, you know, why would someone want to move there? Okay, because the city, you know, is putting money into it. You know, Dan Gilbert, mm-hmm. uh, he's putting money into it, whether through his business or, you know, bringing more jobs there or, or like I said, revitalizing these neighborhoods. So, you know, from 10 years to now, I mean, you know, we're going to be multi-millionaires. And, I mean, I think anybody else who invests with the group, um, they'll be right there with us or very close to it. Facts. That's real, man. That's That's super real. <laughs> that's super real man and like like i told like i told y'all the uh, group chat i'm saying this is something that our grandchildren will be talking about how we was a part of re- revitalizing a whole a whole damn city like how crazy is that this is something like for real for real we probably don't even really realize like how big what we doing and what we about to do how that how big that is and after we could duplicate and other cities when we piss I ain't gonna go too deep and for too deep into it, but y'all get what I'm saying. It's gonna it's gonna be super, yeah. super dope, man. Yeah, like <laughs> ten years from now, when it's like Yeah, yeah, we talk about what we did in Detroit, but like you said, like you know, what's what what's next? Because we're gonna master this process and we're gonna keep it moving across mm-hmm. the country. And we're setting ourselves up perfectly before this recession yep. to to make some things happen and then it's overdrive when the recession overdrive overdrive then so you know um this is a perfect play and the thing about like our our grandkids you know what i'm saying like catching flights to go see each other and it's like mm-hmm. how y'all how y'all know each other how y'all like y'all don't know they was on some called twitter <laughs> <laughs> Before we wrap up, I want all y'all to give out y'all information and all the things y'all doing so people that hear this and they want to get in contact with y'all, they can reach out to y'all. Whoever you are. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. Well, uh, my Twitter name, you can follow me on Twitter. It's Ahmad Ingram, A-H-M-A-D. Last name Ingram, I-N-G-R-A-M 41. It's my Twitter name. As far as Instagram... <clears throat> it's iconic MCS on Instagram, and everybody else can go. There. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you're looking for me, Josh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Josh D Lifestyle, and that's on Instagram also. Um, I also have a podcast, uh, Corporate mm-hmm. Coke and Smack. So feel free to reach uh, out to me if you have any questions about anything you see me tweet, post, or say on my podcast platform. Yes, I'm sir. open to any dialogue because I think that's, you know, that's what helps really 
push forward, you know, the agenda is when we can have open dialogue and you probably know something I may not know and I know something you might know and we can exchange information like a barter system and we both can better each other. Well, facts. Oh. Go go <laughs> check out Herb, y'all. AKA <laughs> Herb. pretty much all we got y'all like like before we end i definitely appreciate appreciate y'all taking out the time to come on the show and thank spit top of game man. definitely yes, man thank you. Like, you know i fuck with all y'all so i definitely appreciate y'all man for real for real you already know what we got planned going on in the future so i ain't gotta say no more but just thank y'all for real all right all right, good too. All right. All right. All right definitely yep talk to y'all soon Alright okay, boys, good. don't forget y'all homework for this week either. You know the ladies gotta uh <laughs> We got ours on point. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta make sure we put our foot down. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. That's 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 no question, no problem. All right, y'all. All right. Alright, right. yeah. right, guys, well that was another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast with uh Christian, Ahmad, and Josh. And shout out to our uh other partner, Reggie. He he uh couldn't make the show today, but we're gonna shout out shout him out too. We're going to hold it down for them. And before we go, for the people who don't know, y'all can uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Xavier C. Miller, uh, Snapchat Xavier Miller 312 And Deanna, she's going to give her information as well. And I'm on Twitter at Deanna is Kent. Instagram, I got two, Deanna Kent and Kent Real Estate. And if you haven't already, you can subscribe to the Millionaire Mindset's daily text subscription by texting at at sign M Mindset to 81010. Again, that is at the sign to <laughs> at, at the sign um, M minus A one zero one zero. And that's uh, pretty much all we have for y'all. Appreciate y'all for listening. See y'all next episode. Peace. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next till I'm on the way. You ain't take risks cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. Oh, a lot of shit on the way. On the way. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.